Before you check out this week's episode of GBS, make sure to check out OmniFringeRadio.com. GBS is a proud partner of OmniFringe Radio, and this is where you can get every new episode of GBS. You can also download GBS through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Enjoy this week's episode. So, all of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will, where do you want to start? Best podcast in all of space and time. It's the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Gallifrey Broadcasting System. It's your host, Jace. And John. And we are coming at you with a spooky episode of GBS this oh, no. week. We're going to be talking about... You know I don't like scary things, Jace. <laughs> I know. I wanted to be a little bit more uh, lighthearted this week after our controversial episode last week. Uh, so we're, we're going to be talking all things about... The terrifying aspects of Doctor Who. But yes. before we get into all that, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Halloween and like Halloween costumes. So uh, if you guys haven't checked it out already, go to facebook.com slash GBS podcast. You can actually see Sean's cosplay of Peter Capaldi, as we've said many times on the show. And Facebook is actually a great tool to interact with other Whovians, and I've seen so, so many awesome, awesome Doctor Who costumes this week. Yeah, and we talked about it before, you know, if, if you're thinking about doing a Doctor Who cosplay, whether it be for Halloween or a convention you were going to go to or whatever, talk to these people. They're, they're the ones that are going to help you make this stuff, you know, ask them questions. These are some of like, the nicest people on the planet. They, they want to see your cosplays be successful, so they'll yeah, help you. Yeah, there's, there's so much so much help now in terms of you know diy costumes and then obviously with the explosion of doctor who there's a lot of online stores now where you can even just buy costumes straight away yep for me i've done you know matt smith i've cosplayed as the 11th doctor and the only part of that well i guess there's two parts of that costume that were bought specifically for a doctor who costume the first being the sonic screwdriver. So, unfortunately, I'm just not creative enough to create my own sonic screwdriver. Yeah, yeah so I just I just bought the BBC official one. <laughs> and then the fez. The fez was the, was the other thing. Yeah. Every other part of that and you've seen my 11th doctor costume. Now I do yeah, not good. look like Matt Smith, but the costume is very. I like it, dude. I have. I like I said before, man. You when you had your hair like that, I think it was great. All right, so I'm glad you bring up the hair. I've come to a decision that I think I'm going to go ahead and try to grow my hair out again. 
or nice. one for the Doctor Who costume, and just because I'm I'm you know trying something different, it's so difficult. It is. I'm having to do it again right now. One to see how how long I can get it for the premiere theaters of the uh, Christmas special, yeah. and two for uh, Hulanta. So that way, by the time we go to Hulanta in May, it'll oh, you'll be ready have to have the full blown Capaldi. As far as like for the Christmas special, maybe you'd be close ish. It's gonna be ish. It's gonna be ish. I don't. I don't know exactly. I mean, it's almost November, and it's. Uh, I'm not quite there. Maybe I'm, I'm probably about, a th- I don't know, I want to say a third, maybe, if it keeps growing. Yeah. But, yeah, so we'll see how it goes. But uh, I also posted on the Facebook page, I don't know, I've actually posted my costume uh, on there um, that I went for Halloween. My, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Deadpool I saw that. On there as well. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Not Doctor Who themed, but it was cool. My uh, unicorn. Yeah, it's not Doctor Who themed, it was cool. You know, my my uh, unicorn. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was really cool. I'm... I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try really hard to grow my hair out. It's 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 a pain. I hate every second of it. The middle stage is just so awkward for me. It's so bad, dude. No, even in general, it's just awful. You know, I hate my hair being long. So it's the good it, news when it is gets that, that point. I wear a hat. Yeah, I wear a hat ninety percent of the time anyway. The good news is, is yeah, like you just said, it's the winter, so we can wear beanies and mm. stuff, and that's basically what I've been doing. Yeah. Yep, uh, the other got to. unfortunate thing is if I do decide I want to be, like, super authentic, I have to shave my beard off. And I just, yes, you do. I'm growing mine out right now, I but I have to shave it off in that. December. I look like a 12-year-old. <laughs> it's true. I do, too, man. I do as well. <laughs> but the other thing I saw online was, and I wish I had the link, and I'm going to try to find the link, and I'm going to attach it to the Omni Fringe radio page is a Weeping Angel tutorial. And I've seen Weeping Angel oh. cosplays before. Oh. And 90, I'd say 9 out of 10 are bad. Most of them are just not really well, good. Yeah. There's a lot of detail that goes was on. so good. So good. And people have really, I've seen it a lot now, they've done that uh, makeup, like body paint makeup. And they've really learned how to like contour and yes. do definition with it. Yes, absolutely. I was about to say that. And uh, my favorite dark, my favorite uh, weeping angel one that I saw is not really a weeping angel, but it's 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 a. <laughs> you've probably seen it, the meeping angel. Oh yes, yes. I love I was, it so much, man. That was that was very clever. I love it. Uh, and then you know the guy, Jake Dudman. He does the 11th and 10th Doctor impressions. Yeah. He's the guy who's going to do the 10th, Don- 10th Doctor and 11th Doctor Chronicles for Big Finish Productions. Mm-hmm. I watched a video of because I was looking at all these Doctor Who cosplays and everything, and it ended up linking me to one of his impression videos, and I saw him do a 9th Doctor impression. I was yeah. I already thought he was awesome enough doing the 10th well, it was indistinguishable. If I played that ninth doctor, oh, that God. little clip of him talking as the ninth doctor, you would have no have idea. You'd have yeah, no I'm idea. I have to listen because if he's that good, continue those adventures. That's Give us saying. more. And that's exactly what I was thinking. Was like, <laughs> we need more ninth doctor. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we do. Yeah, we we need a lot more ninth doctor. There's there was so much untapped potential there. So there's yeah, there's. 
a lot they could do from the time period before he met Rose. Now, mm-hmm. we're led to believe the first episode of the modern show, when he runs in there and he looks in a mirror, he's like reacts like, "Oh, that's like, he hadn't seen himself." Like yet. he's seeing yeah. himself th- that way for the first time. So there, there's not a whole lot they can do there. But there is some stuff they can do there, because if you remember the 11th hour, the whole episode went by before the doctor looked at himself. You know, the uh, uh, Prisoner Zero transformed into the doctor, and he was like, who's that? And they were like... <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And But there's other there's other things you can do, too. So he, he does all these impressions, so he can even have... you. Can, that's when you can get a reunion from, like, 10 and 9, or, you know, 11 and 9, or something like that, you know what I mean? That'd be pretty cool to see. For sure, here, for rather. sure. So, let's get this episode started with this week's Doctor News. Well, I've got some news for you, dudes. Absolutely. So, uh, actually, some two really good things have finally come into light. You know, we, you and I were talking about it a little bit before. We were getting a uh, River Song and a Fourth Doctor I saw that. duo going and on. I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So, uh, you know, River Song, you know, played by Alex Ooh, Kingston, no, is, to, uh, <laughs> is to meet the fourth, uh, yeah, right, my uh, future ex-wife, is to meet the fourth Doctor, <laughs> played by Tom Baker, in a new okay, set of audio I'll adventures stop. released by Big Finish. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who? <laughs> he just keeps saying who. <laughs> who's who's yeah. this? Wait, wait, what kind of podcast is this? Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about Star Wars? I'm, I'm excited for that. The only thing about Look, I yeah. get it, you know, River is a she's a time traveler as well. You know, they like to shoo her mm-hmm. into the fact that, you know, she's met all different versions of the doctor. I'm okay with it, but if you think logically it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, you're right, because let's say, okay, so she met the fourth doctor. It's not he's not crossing his own timeline, so he should remember her from that point. Unless it's just been so many years he's just forgotten. You know, he forgets people, sure, so no, because, I mean, look at when he was the fourth Doctor and he was with Sarah Jane. And then That's true. he didn't see her again until he was the tenth Doctor. That's and he was like, oh, hey, Sarah Jane. Yeah, you so, know? Uh, I mean, there's plot there's... holes, of course, but we're going to listen to it and love it either way. Well, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I, and that's, again, that's the great thing about audio adventures with Big Finish is that they can do that. I've said that before, yeah. that especially with Tom. I would say Tom and Colin are the two that are, I mean, all of the classic, all the classic doctors save Paul McGann, you know, they're, they're really getting up there. So they do not. Yeah. I was about to say that. They do not look like they did when they were on the show, which is, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, you know, I'm not having a go at them for their age. No, because we've seen that before where a doctor met himself and a younger version of himself but they look older type of thing with david tennant well know, david so. tennant yeah and then we, the david tennant peter davison time crash mm-hmm. minisode and they explained that the reason that peter davison looked the way he did was the time differential that the reason he yeah. looked that way because it was the tenth doctor's timeline so the tardis aged him to aged that him. point yeah which that again it doesn't yep. make a lot of sense and it was just a fun little episode but my point being it was just a free little three minute three minute part yeah before we got into the christmas special when i really christmas yeah right titanic one 
my point being that the audio adventures really, really, you know, can keep those doctors alive. You know, Tom Baker's voice, he's still Tom Baker. And he, he, you know, he may not be able to run around on a set anymore, but he very much can still record audio in those. I like the idea of a fourth Doctor River Song story as those characters exist. Like I said, my only... My only gripe was that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Just the same time in the uh, Husbands of Riversong Christmas special, when she was looking for the doctor, and she pulled out the wallet and it had all the different pictures of the first 11 doctors. I was like, you, are you really going to be like, what, what good would it do for you to find the first or second doctor? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It's true, but I mean I'm excited. You know I'm excited. It'll be it'll be cool to listen to because that's series four mm-hmm. of the Diary of River Song, which is going to be series four, which releases August of 2018, kind of along the same time when we're going to get the new right new series 11, anyways. Um, but we were talking about Peter Davidson earlier. You know he's actually right, in, you right. know series three of the Diary of River Song. So and so is Madame Kavarian. So there's a lot of little people that are coming into coming into these audio adventures that you would never get any other way so yeah yeah that, and, and I, I like it because it, it's it one i obviously it's more doctor who and it's it's innovative because it's doing classic characters with modern characters which you know most of the time is is successful like you said we we would not get any of the classic doctors in the current doctor who without that save the curator which still is something that i i've tried to wrap my mind around that scene a hundred different times you're not gonna it's fans it was fan service it was fan service i know that i just you never know with doctor who what they're gonna try to do with it it's true it's true because you you never thought they'd bring back the screwdriver and i I knew they would one day right so for river song Song screwdriver (laughs) i thought that plot hole was gonna that was just gonna stay and i mean they ended up wrapping it nice and tight there are a few things like oh that's why river song can come back is even if she has an end so to speak because being a time traveler just like the doctor you can always you know squeeze more in there on a different version yeah you know there's there's no there's no end to how often you can bring that character back it's true. It's true. You know, uh, moving on, uh, another piece of really big news is we finally got our first director for Series 11. Oh, so cool. That's, cool. That's huge. Yeah, so it's uh, it's Jamie Childs. Uh, now, I don't know a whole lot about this guy, so, uh, you know, again, we're here, here in the States. Yeah, we're Americans. So I might not know or we might not know a lot of these shows that he's been on, So, um, but it should be cool. Uh, you know, Childs was responsible for directing the 13th Doctor Reveal. So he actually introduced Jodie Whittaker, Whittaker oh, he, as the Thirteenth Doctor. He directed so that, cool. little know that video they put on. Yeah, that little bit. So that's pretty cool. Let's see here. No, yeah, I mean I, nothing else here. I don't know any of these shows. He won acclaim apparently for his work shooting commercials, winning a number of awards, including a Pro Max for his piece for, uh, I guess, a brewery. Tuberg Brewery. Can win awards for commercials? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, because I mean, if you're do a really great commercial that's going to sell stuff so he's done all I sorts guess. of other stuff too like some crime dramas and 
he's won a couple of different awards on some shows that he's done some episodes for. But so I don't I don't know any of those shows though. So I didn't mention them like Stan Lee's Lucky Man. I don't know what that is for Sky One. I don't know what those are. But Cleves, never even heard of that either. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm glad they're bringing in new people and. The show we talked we talked about this last week. The show is obviously going through a lot of big changes. That's the whole premise of it. Yeah, everything's changing. I mean, either way, I'm excited for that. I'm I'm nervous, but I am excited. I don't know if it's the best idea to bring in a brand new guy for the first episode, but new director, new showrunner, new cast, yeah. new everything. <laughs> I mean. Now, I agree. You bring in too much change on a series like this. Your first couple episodes might be a little slow because everybody has to figure out how to work with each other. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Y- they have to yeah. figure out how everybody meshes and kind of get the gears aligned, you know? Well, I think we, we've, as we have seen, every, every series, like, or every time the Doctor regenerates... The first few, like even the first whole season of that doctor is really kind of figuring out who, who he or now she is. I I don't I'm not expecting the show to like come back, and just completely blow my mind with new things. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna Absolutely. sit here and judge it too harshly. The only thing is, is mm-hmm. that with all this, all this new stuff, all these changes, is it still gonna be Doctor Who? I mean, of course, the show's gonna be called Doctor Who, but I mean, I, I just, I don't want it to turn, turn it into something it's not. No, absolutely, absolutely. And I don't think we're gonna have a problem with that. We've, we've talked about it before. In my personal opinion, I, I think, I think Series Eleven is gonna be great. I hope, uh, I hope, I hope so. it is. I mean, we don't know, but. I, I think personally it's going to be awesome. Um, I'm excited for the changes. We're going to see how that how that goes. We've talked about that already before, so we don't need to right. dive too much into that. But um, I'm excited to see this stuff mm-hmm. stuff go down. A little fun tidbit, last little piece of Doctor News for you. Uh, you know, a long time ago they had an interview with uh, you'll you, you'll know him as Mr. Copper on the Voyage of the Damned um, Christmas special. Oh right, he was the, the guy who gave the, them the, the little teleporters uh, and gave them currency, right? And then. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. the so his, I love the end of that episode yep. where he you know I was like oh I got I got a credit card credit and card I, I don't know the currency so I ended up getting I think it was like ten million or twenty five million pounds just you know just to be safe and yeah. then the doctor was like bro that's like a lot of money you're you're rich <laughs> you're good. Yeah, you're good to go. But the the actor, uh, his name's Clive Swift. Clive Swift. I had an Swift. interview with him, and uh, that sounds yep, like an action Swift. hero, like Mission Impossible yeah. Eight, starring Apparently. Clive Smith or Swift. If you get a chance, look up this interview. I'm not going to read through it, of course, but look it up because apparently this dude is a dick. I read the entire interview, and this dude is an ass. Like. Yeah, he is a straight up dickwad to this, this to this reporter during the interview. <laughs> like it what is did insane. He say? So you really need to look it up. Uh, this things he was basically telling the reporter, like the reporter would ask him, you know, um, questions, and he'd be like, you know, you saw the episode. I was acting. Like he, it just all these things. It was insane, man. Like you really, really, 
really have to uh, look at like let's see if I can find maybe one I'll read one little part of it let's see if I can bring up just one little piece real quick all right so yeah so yeah here let me read the first two parts so like okay so I'm gonna read the reporter and then I'll get into what Clive said so the reporter goes hello Clive I'm recording this interview on tape if that's okay and he goes don't you know shorthand <laughs> and then the next question was it's a dying art isn't it I find that you know uh was it Dictaphone, mm -hmm. dictaphones or whatever are more reliable in interview situations. I want to quote what you say accurately. And he goes, a lot of actors won't do interviews on tape. Like, and that's how the entire interview basically goes. I mean, <laughs> it's, just, it's just insane. The dude's, the dude's an ass. We are talking about the Mr. Copper, though. This is, he is yes. the star, okay, of this episode Voyage of the Damned. Without him, <laughs> the whole show the whole doctor who franchise collapses okay so if he wants you to it do just shorthand dies you do shorthand he, yeah he goes on to get mad because he he didn't know <laughs> that mr copper was an alien until about two weeks into filming so he was pissed because he thought he could have handled it a different way and been a different actor it was, was, it was insane you just gotta you gotta look it up just, just you look know it up. I, this brings up a, a broad subject and something that it, it could yeah, it, does. It, it could be a whole episode of another podcast but to briefly touch on it <laughs> really good thing, yeah. is you know do actors especially do they have to be nice people i mean if if a, if a if no. let's say peter capaldi was just a dick in real life do you think that would have any impact on his performance no, because a lot of I mean they're actors, and it's like a lot of my uh, some of my favorite musicians, uh, like singers and stuff like that, mm -hmm. entertainers. Some of them are dicks. I've met in real life. They're dicks, you know, and they're just like, no, I don't give a shit about you, you know. And I'm like, all right, cool. But then they sing sing songs about you know being happy and right. being friendly and shit like that. You know what I mean? So it's like it's all it's all just the it's they're entertainers. They don't have right. To be and I think that's a certain person. The most important bit. You know, the most important thing people have to remember is that people on TV, they're, you know, it's a performance. And that what matters above everything else is the art. Yeah. You know, the your music, the shows, etc. I don't, I've kind of trained myself because I have had the same thing happen to me, what you were just saying. Mm -hmm. I, I've, you know, viewed people like... You, basically what I'm saying is when you see someone on TV that you like, like a comedian or an actor or something, you, you tend to personalize that person as who they as, played as yeah, as they play as who they played and as someone in your life. Yeah, absolutely. That, and you can't, like, when they say don't meet your heroes, it's it, don't meet them with what you think they are in your head. You've never talked to them. Right. I mean, the fact is we, we have, this show gbs we talk about a lot of the actors from the show i'm not mm -hmm. friends with any of them i've no we've never I, i've maybe swapped a couple words with them here and there right. doing getting autographs and stuff but we've never had an in-depth conversation and the know? only thing they owe to us is the performance yeah after absolutely. after that they don't owe us fans anything that being no. said I, I i do appreciate when like someone is nice and cool 
Yeah. Alex Kingston was really nice in line. Arthur Darville was really nice in line. They were, I mean, you know, no one had like extended conversations with him, and it, it could be artificial. I don't care. Yeah, and then you got people like John Barman who were exactly the kind of person that you would want him to be. You know, he he wore a Wonder Woman's outfit to Dragon Con and went to the TARDIS in high heels and took photos. He talks to anyone. He's a genuinely nice guy. So so you got the opposite end of the spectrum there, too. You have some people that are going to be who you want them to be, but don't expect that from yeah, everyone. Yeah, I, I, I find you know? that to be fair. Because we've also seen like how fame in a way, really alters how people interact. I mean, if you think about especially on, like, a really, yeah. really high level, how I, I couldn't imagine. Again, I, I don't want to go too far on this because I could really talk about it for a long time. Yeah, we could have a whole episode on it. The, there's people, you got to remember that when you're famous, this guy, obviously, Clive Swift, is not, not famous. I hate to say no, he's been in Doctor Who for two episodes, and is the first character he was ever in in Classic Who died off. So, so I, I wouldn't really excuse him being an asshole. Though, again, I don't know. You know, I don't know if he was. Yeah. Maybe the guy deserved it. I don't know. But. Yeah, who knows? But if you ever get a chance to read it, read it. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm definitely going to check it out. I think we just got to realize that when you're when you're super famous, people always want a piece of you. You know, they they yeah. you almost can't trust people in a way. Because they always it's they true. want like something from you, especially really famous people. I, I the, the example that keeps coming in my mind is Michael Jackson. I watched that. Uh, this is again going way off. I watched a documentary about him that came out a few years ago, and he he was just he was famous his whole life, mega famous his whole life. So that just completely altered the way he interacted with people. And I'm not saying he was. Yeah, you know, it that would. It wasn't. Maybe some of it was his fault. Maybe some of it wasn't. I don't know. But, you know, just like you said, if you meet someone from your TV sh- a TV show you like or a country music singer or whatever, and mm-hmm. just just go in, you know, with a positive attitude about it. Hopefully, they receive you well. Another big thing that I like to tell people is never bother them if they're doing something like you know if, if they're on their phone or if they're eating food or if they're at a restaurant because they they're gonna go places that we go every yeah. day yeah. if they're at the gym you know i met i met one of my favorite country artists jason aldean face to face and i've always had that rule i don't tell the person that i know who they are i don't fangirl mm-hmm. and so when he walked up to me at the register because i was a register clerk mm-hmm. at the time to buy something i just said oh yeah cool thank you he bought a beer i was like can i check your id but just did a regular thing okay have a good day and he left and then after he left i went holy shit that was jason Allen. right like right. but i didn't do it to his face i i think that's a good way to be and don't you know if you if you do meet someone and let's say let's say they don't react to you well or something or they don't want to give you an autograph or a picture or whatever don't like hate them because i mean you don't know yeah, don't call them you a don't know what they've like been through that day. You don't know what's going on with them. You don't know how often that happens to them. Imagine mm-hmm. that you're living your life and every couple minutes someone comes up to you wanting to take a picture with you. The first first little while you might yeah, think that's awesome. Like you might, oh, cool, and you'll enjoy the attention. Try doing it for years and then – Yeah, every day, restaurants, trying to eat food with your family or shopping or – 
getting your oil changed or whatever. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. But moving on, moving on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, yeah, we could talk about that forever. So uh, I mean, but I'm, I'm ready to get back into my favorite part. It's one of my favorite oh. parts. You know what it is. Oh, are you, are you yes. ready to hear some of these Jody comments? I'm not flirting, by the way. <laughs> As we get closer and closer to uh, to the release, which it's still so far away, but it's not. It's We're getting, almost in November. It's inching so, closer and closer. It's, yeah, it's inching closer and closer. So let's go through here. I've looked at a couple. There was one that was really on here. It's really long. I'm not going to read it, but uh, this, it's just, again, this person talking about social justice workers and how it's been taken over and all this sort of, sort of crap. Um, this one I like. It's all uh, Most of it's cap all caps, so... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Why rewrite history of the old Doctor Who was men, no women. I love Doctor Who as men, but this season will be stupid. Missy as the master is different. She is amazing, and she isn't the... Give me a second. Let me click on this read more. Give me just... I'm going to bring up something right after that. She isn't the lead. I pray and hope that after this season she was replaced by a man. She does a poor job. Jerk, I wanted a new man. Doctor Who, a good show ruined by complaining children. That was really kind of hard to see. say. That, but I, I, that blows my mind. I, I, I can't understand this, these people's mentality, anyone's mentality. And I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second because this just kind of pisses me off. It doesn't make any sense at all. So you're okay with uh, the Miss, Missy, who is also a Time Lord. The Master turning into Missy because she's amazing. But it's okay because she wasn't the lead? Like, I I don't agree with that at all. I think that's kind of one-sided and kind of just a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Close-minded. There you go. Like, that's I, that's I, just I that's a stupid way to think. So and I don't agree with that at all. I don't know. Like, I, I fear... Let, before I go talk about what I, what I fear, I want you to read some more comments and maybe it'll reaffirm what I'm thinking. Yeah, so the next one is uh, all I know... All I know is there are some fat, greasy, virgin feminists creaming what? to this video. Yeah. Um, so, all right then. Now we're in this room. Well, we're here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, first Ghostbusters, now this. Female, Oh my what god, the fuck? Ghostbusters was what I was going to bring up, but go ahead. Okay, okay, so I was going to keep going. As a mega fan, and oh, well, I'll talk about that in a second. I'm going to read a comment first. As a mega fan of Doctor Who, this is a mistake. The Doctor is not a female, never has been. This is PC culture. I hope 13 does a great job. All the best. If she doesn't, the franchise is over. Over. I, I don't get it. And maybe it's just because I'm, I'm a, I am I'm consider myself a massive Doctor Who fan. Yes, I haven't seen a lot of classic yeah, Who. Of course you're you know, maybe Doctor I haven't read some of the, uh, you know, uh, a, co a couple of the audio adventures. But how can you call yourself a massive fan of something? And then call some uh, something they do the end of the franchise like that doesn't make sense to me, especially when you haven't seen right. it. Right, absolutely. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get the logic behind that either. Like I, I, maybe I'm maybe I'm close-minded. Does that make me close-minded? Like, <laughs> like I don't understand it at all. Now, I, no, they ended on. A, I'll end it on a good yeah, one. Yeah. You know, we'll keep it because I'm sure you want to talk about a couple things on it. So this person says, "Genius casting, IMO, and Bradley Walsh is an inspired pick for the companion." I got a bit bored and stopped watching Doctor Who a couple of seasons back, but this series would definitely be on my must-see list. Which I, I kind of have to agree. So I'm sorry that you stopped watching it, whoever you mm -hmm. are, because there are definitely some gems in there, and of course it got a little bit better as the time went on. But depending on where you 
ended at, of course. I'm assuming you probably ended at season eight or nine with Capaldi. I'm, I'm assuming, but yeah, series eight or nine is where some people dropped off. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so that's a good one. I like that. Uh, and then, of course, you have someone that says, "Finally, we get a female doctor." So I like that too. But I know you wanted to say a couple things on those, uh, and then we can uh, we'll go from there. So my the, the thing is is like first there's a, a awesome awesome YouTube channel that uh, I'd like to I guess plug right now. They're they're not paying me to do free this advertising. I'm just huge fans. Yeah, that's free advertising for sure. Uh, called Red Letter Media, big big channel. They do a lot of uh, movie and TV show reviews. Yeah, I've heard of them. They do the the show Half in the Bag, and they also do a character called Mr. Plinkett that reviewed the Star Wars movies. Well, anyway, they released a video a while back talking about the Ghostbusters reboot, mm-hmm. and just asking you what. You know what was the narrative around the 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 new Ghostbusters reboot? Oh, I dude, I couldn't I couldn't even tell you. I didn't even, I never went and saw the damn thing. No, no, it's no, not, not because the it movie was female. Itself. I have no idea. Well, again, okay, great. I I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because I, I the I narrative not, around yeah. the movie. I'm not talking about the actual plot of the movie. I'm talking about what okay. happened around the movie. Was that, you know, the the movie got the like most dislikes of any YouTube video. Like in history, the narrative was the reason for that was because men were being misogynistic uh, about the idea of female lead characters. I just I don't know. I don't I don't get it. What we found out after the movie came out was that, firstly, the percentage of people who voted either up or down on that video was less than 3%. Mm-hmm. So even though we got the most, you know, dislikes of all time or whatever, the still a low percentage. Low percentage of people voted. The next thing we found yeah. out is that it leaked that Sony Pictures, the distributor of the movie, were deleting comments off of the the video. Now you're saying, "Oh, of course they're deleting the the awful trolly misogynistic comments." So that people don't have to look at them. Wrong. They deleted the comments on the videos that were just saying the movie was bad. Like, oh, this movie looks bad. But they kept the ones that were saying, this movie looks bad because females suck. Interesting. So they actually used PC culture to their advantage. And they basically tricked people into thinking that the narrative was oh everyone hates this movie because females so you should see it to you know get back at men when in reality (laughs) that wasn't the case at all it was just a bad movie yeah that's crazy i didn't know that that's what's up so looping this back to doctor who is is that i hope that this doesn't end up being the same thing like that's what you're saying that you know, everyone is saying, oh, it's a female doctor, it's a female doctor, no one wants to see it, blah, 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 and media sources, us included, talk about it and say that this is what how people are feeling, when in reality, it's only a small percentage of people that are feeling this way, and the narrative is being formed that isn't actually there. I mean, that's true. I mean, we've talked about it before. Most people don't voice their opinions. 
Yeah. I mean, that's just the honest percentage of people. Yeah. Yeah, most people they watch Doctor Who and then they, you know, they move on. They don't. They don't get online like, yeah. about you, it. They don't talk. I mean, you know, have, we have you ever to... seen anything? Have you ever watched anything? Doesn't have to be Doctor Who. Listen to a song, saw anything, read a book, and then went and reviewed it anywhere. Besides Doctor Who and maybe like Star Wars now. Yeah, nothing. I there has not been a damn thing that I have ever bought, uh, read, watched anything that I've went. Okay, now I'm gonna go, gonna go review it on this website or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, because yeah, I don't. It's like whatever. It was for me. What do I care? The, the great thing about the internet is that it's connected all of us. The bad thing yeah. about it is through that connection, it makes all opinions seem equal. And you could, I, okay, That's and true. someone will say to me. But Jace, all opinions are equal. Um, no, I don't believe that. I don't know that might not be no, a, yeah. a a politically correct thing to say. And I'm also not saying that my opinion matters because maybe it doesn't. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's your own personal thing. But you know? people tend to think that their opinions mean something. No, then they you know no nothing we say is going right. to do and anything. I, and <laughs> no, it's, I hope it's still done. listeners of, of the show here, I hope you guys enjoy the show. I hope you like, you know, all the, the things that we do. But we're not yeah, authorities on anything. No, we're just we're just two guys that l- love Doctor Who and went, right. let's talk about it. You know, we talk about it all the time. Why not record it and put it somewhere? Let other people listen listen to us. You know what I mean? All right, so that's enough for Jody comments this week. We're going to go ahead and jump into the, the, the meat of this episode, talking about the spooky elements of Doctor Who. Oh, There's no. a website, radiotimes.com. <laughs> I picked out there, and I wanted to talk to you about this. The top ten scariest episodes of modern Doctor Who is voted on by fans. Okay, yeah, I'm curious. So I didn't look up any of that stuff. So I just want you to see... If you can guess some episodes that might be in there, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you yes or no if it's in this list. Okay, so you said the top ten scariest episodes of Modern Who. Of Modern Doctor Who. Of Modern Doctor Who. All right, so I'm gonna, you know, I kind of made my own list. So I'll just kind of go down, and I'll just pick a couple of the ones off of my list, and I'm not gonna tell you what order I put mm-hmm. my own in right now. But uh, I'm gonna yeah, go let's with. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, I'm uh, and we'll I'll kind of go off my top five, and we'll just kind of go in there. So five being. You know, the least scary to number one, obviously, being the most scary. My number mm-hmm. five was Under the Lake, which is in season nine, episode three. It's uh, where you get oh, the ghosts, right. they die, and they come back, and they right. pick up objects and kill you and all this sort of stuff. Right. That right. was my number five. I'm taking it. That probably yeah. wasn't on there. It was not on this list, okay. but that is a that is a decent episode. I liked the... That's the episode, I think, that introduces... That shows the Doctor talking about the bootstrap paradox... Yes, absolutely. And uh, the way I kind of made my own list was in terms of if I was in that scenario type of thing, like that was I was in it, it, it being scary, not necessarily watching it, because there's not really been a whole lot of episodes personally for me that I think are just scary, like right. watching. But So I kind of did this in my own little thing. Now, number four on my list was Midnight, season four, episode 10 with David Tennant. Yes, this is on the list. Okay, so what? Uh, I'm going to let you go. Well, well I'll, I'll keep going and then I'll have you tell me 10 to 1. Okay. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do it that way. So that one's, you know, again, uh, the one with the monster stealing the doctor's voice and stuff like that. That was crazy to me. 
Guy Silvestri, I think was her name. Yeah, that was that was freaky to me, man. That was a that um, was a pretty creepy episode. Yeah, and it was I thought it was well done for being confined in one spot, but again, we'll talk about that later. My third on the list, I kind of combined in the two because they're kind of two episodes, was uh, Silence in the Library and Force of the Dead. Yep. Season four, the, episode eight and nine. That is on this list. The Bastion Narada. Bastion Narada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where we get uh, number two for me is. Go ahead. Yeah, that's where we got Sorry. River Song for the first time. Yep, that's where we got River Song. Absolutely, with the uh, skeletons and spacesuits. <laughs> um, number two on my list was another another two-parter, The Empty Child and the Doctor Dances. That is on this season list. Season one, as well. episode nine and ten. Okay, and to me, and that's the one with the the gas right. mask. Are you my mommy? Kid. You know, are you my mommy? Just yeah, for anyone that doesn't remember the episode names, my number one, and this one honestly was, I think legit scary to me. Like I think if I had to say, I know I said earlier that I didn't really find one, but I, now thinking about it, I think that this one I watched it and went, what the fuck? Like, um, is season six, episode nine, it's Night Terrors. It's the one with the little boy who had the closet where he put things he didn't like in and had the oh, wooden dolls right, that when they right. touched them, it turned people into dolls. Yes. Oh, man. That's my number one yeah, scary episode. Yeah, that's not on this list, but terrors. I do remember that episode. I'm actually surprised that this one yeah. that is not on this list. Yeah, so I want to see. I have my other episodes on mine that I didn't make uh, the cut in terms of top my top five, so I'm going to let you go from uh, 10 to 1, and okay. let's see if I have any of those other ones. So the first one is Hide. That was episode back in 2013 with I, Matt Smith. That was the episode where they were in the hotel. Oh, I, yeah, I, I didn't find that scary. Yeah, so, but yeah, I can see why people would pick that. Yeah, definitely. The one where, you know, like, oh... we Everybody has a room. room. Yeah. Right. And we find out later that the, the, the what's in there is the crack in the wall. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see why people would pick that one. I, I think I almost put that as, like, an alternate, but I, I, did, I, didn't, I, didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't pick it. Number nine, Angels Take Manhattan. I see, again, I I can see why they would pick it, but to me it wasn't scary. It, I mean, yeah, it had the Weeping Angels in there, but there were parts I didn't of, find it scary. The parts that were, I guess, terrifying in that episode to me were the first was being the, the fact that River had already lived it and left her book the behind. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had clues on to what's going to happen. So th- yeah. you would think that knowing what's going to happen would make it less terrifying, but actually made it more terrifying because there are parts like this is the part where Amy and Rory die. or And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. And then River you, has to break her hand and, and all that sort of stuff. Right, and Matt Smith's performance really shines through with that episode because he really sells it like, you know. Like he, he knows. He's like, you can't read any further. Like, don't type tell of blah, me. Blah, blah, and then know, once you, you tell him, he's like, I... God, like, I will figure a way out of this. You know? Yeah, and he doesn't, yeah. Uh, the next is World Enough in Time. That's uh, actually a Series 10 episode. That's the episode before Dr. Falls. Really? They chose, they chose the one with the monks? No, this is the episode with the, the first... No, that's not the, the first episode one. with the Mondasian Cybermen. Yeah, Cybermen. I'm thinking about the, uh, the Pyramid of the Amazon. Right, so it's kind of creepy... The fact that these people are in this hospital, we don't know why. They get converted into Mondasian Cybermen, and the big reveal at the end of the episode was that the little troll-looking guy ended up being the master. Yeah, but then again, I mean, if... I don't know. It's just, to me personally, that... I I mean, I I can see why they would pick it. I mean, yeah, that's that's scary, especially if you were living it, you know, all that sort of stuff. 
but we've seen the Cybermen so many times. I know what they are. I know they're humans, so it, it, it doesn't freak me out. That's anymore. true. That's you know? true. The next, we got, this is number seven. seven the Impossible Planet slash the Satan Pit. Yep, I, I actually uh, actually had that on one of my alternates. Yep. So that obviously was the episode where we actually meet, or we we, we don't, doesn't ever the, confirm the, it to the be true. Outer the tusk of the devil. I, I yeah. did think that was a very creative episode to, you know, it's very, I just say it's tusk, very bold tusk. to have an episode with the, like, the devil in it. Because it, it, yeah, religion absolutely. can be kind of tricky. And I, 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 mm-hmm. I thought that that was a very clever way of doing that. And then obviously possessing one of the crewmen. I can't remember the, the character's name. I don't know his name. Yeah, and I don't remember his name. But, and then the Ood going crazy. Uh, and then... You know, I, I definitely had that on here, and it was tough. I had to kind of think about it if I want to put it in my top five. It might be six or I, seven. If I made if a I top to a, five, a this would be on the list. That was that was pretty scary. Okay. I thought the whole, like, ancient language that even the TARDIS couldn't translate was kind of spooky. Yeah. And then we get the part where you think the doctor and the... Uh, the woman, I again can't remember the character's name, are trapped ten miles yeah. down. They can't get back up. So the doctor, and the doctor goes through all the right. rope down to this really, really dark, no light pit that seems to right. go on forever. Because they drop something down it. Didn't he? Didn't he throw something down into it? He never heard it hit. Well, yeah, they, they don't know what the. He doesn't know what the yeah. end is, and it's completely pitch black, so he can't see anything. So once the ten mile rope you know, reaches its limit, he's like, he ends up cutting it because he's like, it could be another two yeah. feet. He's like, I'd have no idea of knowing or it could be and another then, Not only that, but it's it's miles. 10 miles. He went down on a 10-mile rope and at that point, you're thinking you're down 10 miles. You're Even looking up is pitch black, basically, at that point. There's a little dot. Yeah, you would yeah. see nothing. You would be in complete, complete darkness. darkness. Yeah, you're not even be able to see your own hand, you know, so yeah, that would be scary as hell. And then, yeah, you cut the rope, you don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I that that's I've never experienced that like anytime you're in dark hand, yeah. like there is some there's some level of mm-hmm. light but he had nothing so I, I I do think that episode was was scary next in the list was one on yours the silence in the library slash forest of the dead that was six that episode that was number six okay. yes very very good episode I don't know if it was it was there were definitely terrifying elements to it it was great the great couple of episodes yeah i think the terrifying part like i said i I made my list based on how i would feel in that situation and if it would terrify me and mm-hmm. not being able to really oh, that would terrify the yeah, hell out of not me not be able to see the enemy any shadow can eat me i like i mean i would probably shit my pants and curl up in a ball like <laughs> right and we oh, got the, the element of the data ghost which yeah. i thought was oh very, my goodness. very terrifying yeah the skeleton and then like, it learns to speak and it's speaking with someone else's voice the bastion around is speaking with someone else's voice through this dead person's suit yeah it's just insane yeah that was that was very scary next we have an episode i love and that's called heaven sent so oh, they actually put heaven sent on there i did not have that one on mine that is uh the episode where the 12th doctor is trapped in the confession dial and it actually was an episode designed to scare him into revealing truths about the the hybrid. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, the so, I don't know what the, what was the monster. What was the what did he call the monster? What I don't remember that? what the I don't know if they even ever gave the monster a name. I thought he did. I thought they said it because it was like a childhood. Uh, well, it was his like it was his fear. As well, a it kid. was a, they gave it a name. They but yeah, because they I don't remember, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, I can see. I almost put that on my alternate list, but I I, I didn't. I can see that. That's good. Number five. I don't know if I would agree with number five. I think it would be further lower down on the list, but yeah. Okay. I agree, but I do like the episode itself. Yo, great episode. I remember when we were watching it for the first time, and I was like watching, and I was like, I was calling what was gonna happen. I'm like, this is gonna happen, and, and it did. And I was like, ah, mm -hmm. like it was insane. So. Next, number four, we have the Water of Mars. Yeah, I think I had that. Yeah, did I have that one on here? That. Yes, I was no. a great and that i think that was a very scary episode yeah it was the, huh i'm surprised i didn't have this one the here. element firstly the doctor knowing that everyone there is gonna die yeah so i mean the doctor travels through time so of course he knows you know he went to Mount he knows it's a fixed point vesuvius you know in pompeii he knows everyone there is gonna die you know there's there's things he knows but to like experience it firsthand and then come to that like gripping truth that if i you know what if i get involved am i gonna cause it like am i gonna be the reason yeah. that everyone dies exactly that's that was scary and then the the whole idea that you know the they these people get infected by the the water of mars mm -hmm. you know yeah it's yeah we, you don't know what it it is, but yeah. These, um, I, I don't know. Uh, when I watched that movie, The Martian, that's all I kept thinking mm -hmm. was like he's gonna bite into <laughs> one of those water. potatoes and he's gonna become a a, a water monster. <laughs> yeah. Because you think about it, that's creepy too. Bacteria is like really weird that way, in that, you know, if you've ever traveled to another country or something, you have to get vaccinations because bacteria can really do from different places can do different things to you. You know, the idea of it being from a different planet completely was really scary. And then the fact that just one drop of that water could infect you. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the terrifying end being that the doctor in fact saves three of the crew members. The main one being the, the pilot or the, uh, or the captain. The pilot, and then, of course, she... Yeah, the captain, she ends up killing, killing herself, herself to keep the story right. That was, yeah. like, boof. But... No, I had that on my list. It was just at the top. I didn't... I didn't overlooked it. Yeah, I had that on my list. It's just not my top five. Yeah, the, the Time Lord Victorious was what he called himself. Yeah. And that, that's the episode I liked to use to show people, like, why the Doctor needs companions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, that was a good one. I think David Tennant did. I love that episode. That was a really good episode. Yeah. Really well done. Uh, number three, another one on your list, The Empty Child slash The Doctor Dances. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. That episode, just the, the masks. I don't know what it was. It just scared the crap out of me. Like, legit. Like, I was just like, are you my mommy? I think I would run and hide and cry, right. like, if that happened in real life. Well, those two episodes were obviously the best Ninth Doctor stories. Oh, for sure. I mean, the series, series nine... Or sorry, series nine, series one. Really, those—that's what invigorated the show. I feel like was those two episodes. Yeah, it was terrifying. And because those are the only two, only two on my list, or I guess one. I combine them as one on my list from nine's 
run in, the, mm-hmm. in season one. So yeah, though there was other great episodes, but that was really the the, the shining jewels of, of series one. The the mm-hmm. idea of firstly that we didn't know what was causing it at first. We didn't know why you know this little. We didn't know if the child was an alien or. Uh, a, a, yeah, a spirit or cut? something. When, you know, the way he was able to. Yeah, when people turned into it. Oh, right. Well, and that was really. That was that was really creepy. I, oh, I always, any anytime I think about the episode, I think about that part where the the doctor, you you not the the doctor, the the hospital doctor. Yeah, the hospital guy. Yeah. Turns into the you know he, the the mask comes out and you see the little. Uh, thing come out of his mouth that was just well, so did we creepy. see it first on did we see it first on that that soldier we, I thought we saw it first on the soldier uh, like Rose was locked in that room with that soldier that was supposed to keep guard over him over and, and did we see I, it first there I can't remember I think it was the the hospital doctor was it the might first have been after one, the first one we yeah saw. I think you're right I think and you're right the, then the idea that all the patients had and not only did they you know change their face into that gas mask but then they got this like the same cut on their hand and all the the caved in chest linked right like mentally Mm -hmm. and then we find out the the clever part of the episode is we find out later that it was medicinal nanobots that thought that that's what human beings were supposed to be and was converting them to that yeah because that was the first thing when that ship landed and it landed on the little boy as the first human it came in contact Encounter. with so yeah it it, it 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 concluded that that's what the the species must be so it's converting every other and then eventually the dna from the mother you fixes know fixes everything fixes and that everything. was giving me one of my favorite moments in that whole whole point where he's like everybody lives just right. this once so we get a happy ending with that episode obviously yeah. and then we also met captain jack in those two episodes but it was, yeah, it was yeah. a very scary episode. Absolutely. So, number two, Midnight. That was another, Yes. <laughs> yeah, very, very scary episode. And also, oh my gosh, a dude. great episode because it was... That episode could almost be done as a play. They, they yeah, not, well, the episode took place in one... It, it didn't travel anywhere. It was one spot, basically, right. the entire we time. We never saw... We never saw the monster or, or, or thing on midnight. We never – we still don't know. Yeah, no, and you won't. And that was, again, <laughs> the most – I love – this episode is just, again, proof that sometimes less is more. Some of the most terrifying, yeah, suspenseful, thrilling things come from just the subtlety of – of dialogue and the subtlety of the actors' performances. The fact is that you know even so many modern movies nowadays, the the, the horror movies, they're not subtle yeah. at all anymore. Well, you know, I'm not a, I'm never and I've never been a big fan of the horror stuff. I, I guess I'm a bitch. Just go ahead and say it. It's on air. <laughs> Everybody knows now. Uh, <laughs> Sean's a bitch when it comes to horror stuff. I can't watch like the Saw movies. Or none of that stuff, man. It's just too truly for me. Like I had, I had to go watch it at noon, so that way when I left, okay. well, it was right. daylight well, outside. It's a, a good example. I talked about the movie a little bit before, but 
that movie is a prime example of what modern horror has kind of turned into is like every moment yeah. in that movie, every scary moment in that movie comes with that loud, like, and there's all kinds of jump scares and not, mm. it's not so much scary, you know, but then you watch midnight. There's a different sense of, of fear there. Right. Cause you because have no idea. Action-y. There's no action. Yeah. It's just, portrayal and the acting and stuff is what makes that so scary the look on the the lady's face when she's being taken over just staring right and it's talking and then that whole like aping them and then and then matching them like saying and then taking them over basically right that was it was terrifying man yeah and then oh my goodness you know again that episode very very good episode just in general not not only terrifying just good and just like I said, less is more now, sometimes. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. you you on number one, right? Now okay. I'm gonna see if I can guess it real quick because I have some others on my list. So let's see if I can guess it out of what we haven't okay. talked about on my list right now. Um, yeah. So we are number one. I think I know what it's gonna fan be. Fan voted scariest yeah. episode of modern Doctor Who. And then I'll talk about a couple of the ones that almost made it on my mm-hmm. top five list. But uh, let's see. Uh, I don't want it to be, but I think it might. I'm gonna go with Blink. Blink is number one. Yep, I, I knew it. And so, so I, Blink is the the voted the, the the scariest episode. It's not really surprising. One, yeah, the, it, that episode is pretty iconic nowadays. Of course, oh yes, definitely for multiple reasons. It's one of the one episode, one of the few episodes where the Doctor didn't have a major role, right? And it was still and good. It still be amazing. It's still good. The, like I've said that before. The anytime the show. Has an episode and it the doctor is not you know a central part of the story tends to be not so good. This was the one of the exceptions. Very very good story, obviously terrifying introduction to the Weeping Angels, which made that I think that's yes. obviously Stephen Moffat's legacy. Is are those crowning jewel? Those sure. that's that's maybe his best idea. The, the villain and I, I do think modern Doctor Who has, has overused them a little bit. Well, we said we're taking a break. We didn't get any in the last. Yeah, three, I, I hope they like continue three. that with series eleven. Though I want to, I want to get, I want a good break from them. But let people kind of forget them a little bit. Mm-hmm. I got you. Obviously, you know, you were talking about being experiencing that in real life. That would be extremely terrifying. The idea that oh, absolutely you. You had to keep looking at this enemy to prevent them from from getting you. The, Just I, to me, being locked in a in a dollhouse with these wooden creatures that you don't have anywhere to go, and if they touch you, you turn into one. And they're just—you have the little giggly voices, hee, and the doors opening. Yeah, and it's all dark. Yeah, absolutely not. No, I think I would shit myself. <laughs> like. I think I caught my guess. The only thing that would make the Weeping Angel scarier to me would be, you know, what they would do differently when they catch you. Because, like, when they catch you, what they do is they just send you back in time, and then you just live mm-hmm. to death. That's not very scary. I mean, yeah. that's scary. It is scary to be placed out of time. Like, I wouldn't like the idea of right now just being. But you could get used to it again. Yeah, I would. Make really great stuff. Right. I wouldn't like to be zapped back in time because obviously I wouldn't be around my family or friends and used to the the things that I'm used to in my my daily life. 
That being said, yeah. if you if they were really scary, it'd be something like, oh, when they catch you, they eat you or they turn you into a weeping angel or something like that. They they uh they put you in like limbo and then come and feast and you you don't die like they keep feasting off of you until there's nothing left but you don't you're alive. Yeah, that's time. scary. I I I think Blink is a very scary episode. It's an episode that a lot of non Doctor Who fans or people who have never you know really got into Doctor Who have either know of this episode or have seen mm-hmm. it. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to. Yeah, I mean, tell them like oh you know. I do a Doctor Who podcast called GBS, and they'll be like, oh, isn't that the show with the statues that move? You know, I'm not going to talk about the Weeping Angels too much, because, you know, we might talk about some of the monsters we think are the scariest, so I'm not going to talk about them too much, get in depth, but, yeah, I mean, I knew that was going to be number one. Uh, I, I, I assumed it so, and, you know, it's kind of why I'm glad I didn't put it in my top ones, but uh, it almost made it on there, but a couple yeah. of the runner-ups I had on there was a uh, tooth and claw from season two it's a uh, episode two where the with the werewolf oh right right with um, queen victoria mm-hmm. yeah so that was on there i had uh which i'm really surprised this one didn't make it on there the uh journey to the center of the uh, tardis season you know, seven episode honestly 10. i'm not a big fan of that episode well it wasn't a great episode but lava people man that's it would scare the hell out of me and it being the actual people that were already right. in the tardis right <laughs> like that's freaky as hell man and then the last one I had was the Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone, which is the crash. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, that was that was decent episodes. Not they were they were scary-ish. I you know there there was the well this, if you think about it, once you figured out the plot if once you're you're walking through all these statues and you don't realize they're all it, angels, they're all yeah. angels. Right, and then the the fact that I I loved that episode because we get the scene where, you know, now Amy can't open her eyes because she stared at the the recording of an angel. You find out that was future Doctor. Right. I love that, that he he does the line, he talks to her, and it makes – it's in perfect – yeah, it tells her to trust him. It's in perfect context of that episode, but you find out that that wasn't the doctor Doctor that was there. It was, mm-hmm. it was him in the future, not telling her to trust him in that moment, but to trust him, you know, to bring him back. Yep, pretty much. I was, and you know, this is something. This is this has always been your thing, talking about arcing stories throughout a whole series. As a yes, those tend to be really yes. good, and that obviously because those moments when you when you're watching something. And you think it pertains to that, and that's a perfect example. You think it pertains to the certain moment or episode that you're in, and then you find out seasons later, or season or two later, or whatever, at the end of the season, that that moment was actually intertwined with another. It just blows your mind. You're like, holy shit. Right. You know? So I love those. I, I love that feeling when it makes you think back to something previously. Right. So, I, I, I you know, talking more about the the spooky terrifying elements of Doctor Who, I brought a yeah. uh, I wrote down some other points that I was thinking about. Is first the difference between modern Doctor Who being terrifying versus classic Doctor Who being terrifying? I, I was about to ask you. I'm actually curious myself because you know we've talked about it. I don't I haven't really seen a whole lot of the classic, so I, I want to know what kind of was in there to kind of maybe frighten some people. Well, I guess the very first thing to talk about is the difference in visual effects 
So you got to remember watching. Yeah. The the fact is, I can't really think of a lot of Doctor Who episodes from the classic era that I could show you now that would scare you. And the simple fact. Yeah. But thinking about it at that time. Right. Because the simple fact is, you know, we we've lived through this era. Visual effects have to be very convincing for us to to be afraid. Well, watching mm. classic Doctor Who now through a 4K or 1080p television, the visual effects really stand out as hokey. And I've told you that before. If you watch classic Doctor Who, you have to get past it. Because there's a lot of great, great stories. The thing is, back in you know the the 60s, the 70s, and even parts of the 80s, people were watching on you know 12-inch televisions, maybe 20-something-inch televisions in black and white sometimes. So a lot, sometimes it, you know they had to fill in the blanks with their mind. And probably the most terrifying villain in classic Doctor Who, and this is going to be a cop-out, was the Daleks. You know, we, we see the Daleks now as almost comical in a way. Not not what they do. Yeah. But I mean, not comical, how, but we know no, they're dangerous. Because they you're just like, oh, it's just salt and pepper shaker with a plunger on it. <laughs> you reference that off my shirt. Yeah. yeah you do. <laughs> but <laughs> Yes. But back in the day, people I mean you and I again, we're Americans. In England, Daleks are iconic in their culture. Everyone knows who Dalek is. And growing up, Daleks were terrifying. Terrifying bedtime stories, I'm sure. They, they were really... The Daleks will come get you. Daleks would scare the hell out of people. And that's the the downside to visual effects being so great now. And I, I mean, obviously, there's so much more they can do. But yeah. back then... It was almost like a book. You know, you had to fill in the blanks with your own imagination. So I think that classic Doctor Who, you know, there was, I can think of moments like the episodes, the first time we get the Cybermen with, you know, the Mondasian Cybermen back in 1965, 66. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. And, you know, the, the idea of un- feeling robot men people i mean that was yeah humans that have no emotion that was terrifying you know we we fast forward to the pyramid of mars episodes with tom baker those episodes were they had the mummies in them those were terrifying We, we you know we talk about davros davros was really scary the idea of this emperor like half robot half monster man who controlled the most evil race in all of you know space and time that was scary yeah again it's just i think doctor who in its entirety classic and modern tends to be scarier for young people and more interesting and thrilling for adults so, you know, you, you brought this up. A lot of the Doctor Who episodes to us don't make you jump out of your seat scared. It's the it's the ideology behind no. it that's kind of terrifying. 
Do you have anything else on the on the classic two stuff? Because uh, I mean, you might actually. Because uh, I was kind of curious. I want to see if you can do it off the top of your head. You might even have a list already. You know, we're not going to talk about the. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about it hopefully here in a second. Like the scariest monsters that we think are in Doctor mm -hmm. Who. Like we can even do modern and classic because you might know some classic ones. But what are some of the? If you could take a top five list off the top of your head of modern. Of modern. What would be the five? Yeah, mo what would be the five stupidest monsters? Stupidest. Like non scary. Yeah, non scary, dumb. Okay, number one, scary. Uh, non scary is the Absorbaloff. Number two. Yep, of course that's the top. Of the uh, list. Yeah, of course. Uh, number two would be the monks. Number okay. three would be mm, the robots from Robots of Sherwood. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Number four would be the Jagra Fess. Oh, the yeah. Ceiling, the ceiling yes. Sarlacc pit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Number five. This is difficult. Because, like. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I'll tell you my five. Okay. After you're done. I'm going to think. I, I, I'll think of one more. You know what? I'll let you come back to that one. Uh, I'll let you come back okay, to that yeah. one if you want. Give me a chance to think about it. So I made my own list, and it's it's kind of like the non-scary slash stupidest monsters, monsters in right. Classic. And to me, it's I've got five my number my five, but is the monks. the monks? Yeah. What's yours? Go ahead. The Taclofane. Taclofane. There you go. Good. Um, yeah. That actually made it as one of my. Uh, one of my alternates, uh, <laughs> but uh, my five number five is the monks for me. I yeah. I thought they were they weren't good, terrible, they weren't scary at all. Like they were just horrible, horrible villains. Number four on my list was the dream crabs from the Christmas special. With oh Sam yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the alien I, I, things. Yeah, alien brain eaters. I thought that was awful. Uh, number three on my list was the boneless. From the Flatline episode season yeah, 8. Yeah, that was terrible. That was awful. Um, number two is uh, the Isolus drawing monster oh, from God. Fear Her. <laughs> the worst. That was dumb. Yeah, that was dumb. And then, of course, number one Absorbable. is Orbaloff. Yeah. But that will always be number one. A couple that made didn't quite make the list, um, but if we did a top ten, I had the Snowmen. From uh, Season 7 Christmas Special? Womp Womp. Yeah, those were terrible. Yep, I also had Robots of Sherwood. Yeah. I also had the Robots from Deep Breath. Uh, oh, the, the Clockwork Robot. Yeah, well, Clockwork I, I Robots. The, when they did them in, in the episode with Tenet, where they had uh, Madame so de Pompadour in it, yeah, I thought they that were was awesome. interesting. But then when we pull it back yeah. to Deep Breath, I thought the idea that trying to become a yeah human. i i i like the idea that clara had to hold her breath and she had to i thought mm -hmm. that was an interesting element that episode was a mixed bag for me it was because i did it was it you was. know it was obviously the first episode with the 12th doctor and i thought you know his performance and that was pretty good and there were some great lines in it you know that was really the the the, the first bit of like the devolution of the character of Clara Oswald. Yeah, it was. And the last one I had on my worst ones was the Dryads, the uh, cockroaches the, that turned everybody into the wooden house with the wooden lady. Oh, God. Roach. 
with the I thing. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. That was a really weird yep. episode. You tried man. to. Like, it was. It really was. Yeah. When I saw that wooden lady, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, that's, like... that's, the, that's <laughs> the thing with Doctor Who is sometimes they miss the mark. Like, they try to go outside of the box. Yeah, they do. I'm sure when he wrote down blank, there was somebody along that process of making that episode went, was like, this is, gonna this be is dumb. stupid. And it ended up being super iconic. Well, yeah, because fun, fun fact, fun little history lesson for everybody real quick. Well, you know, get through it really fast. When Walt Disney's first animated films, uh, Snow right. White, when they were making that, his brother was the financial guy. And he thought it was going to be a complete bust. It was a waste of money. No one thought it was going to work. And think of what Disney doesn't own now. The world. But if not for that film, if that film would have... Yeah, if that film wouldn't have worked, uh, we wouldn't have Disney today. We'd yeah, have no. It's, else, so. Obviously, there's always people who second guess and don't think things are going to work. And there mm-hmm. was a um, interview I listened to from the comedian Louis C.K. talking about he thinks that ad- adversity is sometimes the the most important thing when it comes to art. Is that it's good to have naysayers along the way. And he said something, uh, yeah. the line was like, he's like, if you're making something and you don't think to yourself, this is fucking impossible and it'll never work, he's like, then you're probably not working hard enough on it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, you gotta... If it if you thought it was gonna work and be perfect, then, I mean, anybody could, would do it then at that right. point. So, in my personal opinion. I think there are a lot of I, I think they're the the they're definitely more I like more scary and successful monsters and villains in Doctor Who than there are non. But if it feels like Yeah. I can't think of the last three seasons of Doctor Who that have left a, besides the mistress, besides Missy I can't, which, you know, makes up for a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, it really does. I can't think of something that has been created in those seasons that will will make a comeback. Like, we'll, no, I don't think we'll ever see another episode with the boneless. I don't think we'll ever see another episode no. with, you know, the the ghosts with the, em- oh. the empty eye sockets or whatever. Yeah. Uh, now, something I, it crossed my mind today when I was going through and I was making my list. You know, I was thinking about all these stupid monsters and all that sort of stuff. Something that I remembered is, you remember the, uh, you hate this Christmas special, but the re- return of Dr. Mysterio. Uh, you, you remember the villain villains in that episode? The, uh, the brain things that were taking over humans and putting a scar across their face. Like they were inserting right, right, right. The alien brain into the human body. Right. Well, if you remember at the end of that episode, kill them all off or whatever, but one gets away and infects a hive agent. I don't think that ever got brought back up I don't think again. it ever will. I, cause, I, I mean, thought that was interesting. The, the fact is... It's like they set it up to be something. I don't even rem- remember much about those. those yeah, it's because it was awful. They they were on my list. I just wore my top five. <laughs> they, they, I remember the them, one of them being in the episode, or a few of them being in the episode, Husbands of River Song, when they do you know the the thing on the ship that ends up crashing on Darillion. Mm-hmm. 
But past that, I mean, I just, again, not very scary, not very, it didn't imprint in my mind at all. No, yeah, you won't remember them come after this conversation. No. probably didn't remember them until I brought it up. I don't. (laughs) So, uh, but you were talking about scariest. Did you make yourself a list of, like, the scariest ones? Or do you have, like, what you think, like, maybe a top five scary monsters would be? I do, and I'll, I'll include just, if I'm, if I'm thinking universally, like, overall, Again, it's okay. Well, let me know if it's a, a universal one or if it's yours. Well, okay, my scariest. You have like a separate list. My scariest would be okay. First would be the weeping angels. I think I think the idea of them is very scary. Mm-hmm. Um, the, obviously, Blink was was iconic. I think an episode that we haven't talked about at all that was was thrilling and scary was Listen. Yeah, I it it, it almost. In ter- I didn't put it down on like a monsters, but it almost made one. It was on my list of scary mm-hmm. episodes. It just didn't make my top five. I, I had it really written down when I was trying to decide what I wanted my top five to be. I definitely had listen down there for sure. Um, but the as far as monsters go, I would say yeah, there would be weeping angels. I think I'd have to put Daleks on the list. Just even though they're not they're not mm-hmm. scary, I think what they can do is scary. Because I mean they are you know, like the master race of evil villains. Yeah, absolutely. I would put the master on there. Again, it's just not based on what, you know, what he is, but what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the Vashta Narada would be on that. Scary as hell. Yeah, we that talked about that. there. That's, especially the fact that you know they were in books that was that was a really i I loved that uh element yeah they were everywhere maybe maybe the maybe the empty child okay yeah the the gas mask zombies basically i think that was (laughs) okay do you have a did you find an overall what people think list of top five or did you just that was just off your top of your head well overall if i go like just off the top of my head, talking about like universally classic Doctor Who, and just and also talking about them at the time mm-hmm. they came out. Number one would be okay. the Daleks. I can see that. Like it, it, there's no doubt in my mind. Number two would also be the Cybermen. Again, no doubt in my mind. Universally, how they were perceived at the time. Yeah. How people felt about them at the time that they came out. Three would be the okay. Weeping Angels. Four. Would be Davros. Okay. Uh, and then five, universally, maybe the Master. Okay. Because there were times where the Master, you know, regenerated. You know, he there was a there was a regeneration where he was deformed, and then there was the regeneration where he was a vampire. So nice. I think again, those are being timely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The doc, Doctor Who was seen. You know, we live in a very different world than when Doctor Who originally was on the air, yeah. and it was seen to be a very scary show. We're very desensitized now as a culture. A lot more is allowed on TV so, and stuff nowadays. Right. So I think, you know, the going back in time, Doctor Who was a very scary show. Now it's a more thrilling yeah, show. Absolutely. Like cliffhangers I mean, it's still and stuff scary like that, for yeah. kids, but you know there were there were the show was very dark. 
Yeah, it and was. I think we've lost a little bit of that, and that's okay because I think the show is has always been more about adventure than absolutely than fright. And I, I don't mind that the show isn't trying to amp it up too much. No. They're not trying to be like, all right, let's just make it into a horror show. We don't need that. We but, got plenty of those. Yeah, but Doctor Who, looking back, like I said, there's, there you can add anyone who's like watched Doctor Who as a kid when it was like on in the sixties and seventies, they were all afraid of the Daleks. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they were. Uh, I made my own my own little list of my top five. But I think I didn't put any, basically. I guess I don't like to say humanoid. I didn't put like the master or anybody like that on there. Okay. Um, You're talking about like, just monsters. Yeah, just monsters and stuff like that in general. It was it was tough. Okay, so like I said, I did a lot of my lists based on if I was in that scenario and like mm-hmm. being faced with these people or monsters in general. So number five on my list was the uh, was that Doctor Lazarus guy in his monster form. Oh yeah. I was that was <laughs> creepy for sure. I don't know about scary. Because it, it could creepy. talk to you. <laughs> it could talk to you, and to think that that was a what could have been. That's that was like a hidden form of human DNA, and what humans could have been like, freaked me out. Right. So well, like, um, that was kind of weird. DNA is so particular in a way. Like you know, you hear that yeah. human beings are only three percent off from chimpanzees. Like ninety-seven yeah. percent of our it, DNA is shared. Yep, and it, it, all it takes is a couple different things, you know. So that was kind of freaky to me. Number my number four was the. Uh, of course, the water monster from Water on Mars, them being turned into yeah. water monsters, was on there. Uh, number three to me was the silence. That's oh, I freaky haven't to even me to know that you that. can't see them. I, I'm surprised yeah, that they've, you, they've they've not come up. They they're that, that uh, the idea yeah. of them is definitely scary. Yeah, you, you don't remember them at all. It's just insane to me. Like you know, um, number two for me was the Weeping Angels. I yeah. had number two on there. Uh, for the Weeping Angels. Now, number one for me is the gas masks zombies. That's my number one scary thing. I, I, those yeah, things the, terrify me. I mean, that is a terrifying concept, especially if we didn't understand. Like, obviously, we understand why it happened, and you know, we were able to divide. Uh, we could, if it happened in real life, we could come up with how to solve the problem. But imagining experiencing that problem without having any idea why it was happening that would be yeah. incredibly terrifying and if it wasn't for the doctor that absolutely. could have wiped out the human race no absolutely so i mean it's just insane so, to me thankfully i did have a couple of of uh kind of like alternates, alternates I guess, yeah per se yeah i had the remember the family i had their scarecrow army oh right right that was yeah, those, the that episode army was good in the, that it taught, yep. you know, I use that episode to determine like what what identity is. You know, like it's such a it's such a fleeting concept. The idea that mm-hmm. if I were to erase your memory from this point on, you would you, you would you're, you're going to be a completely different person, right? You're and your whole almost the concept of a soul changes. You know, I've talked about this before. Yeah, because, well, uh, I hate to get into psychology because, you know, I'm taking psychology right. in college right now. But it, it's – what molds you is all – is like experiences, experiences yeah, you know. Absolutely. So if you don't have any, if you wipe out everything you know from right now, 
till whatever, and you start fresh right now, everything you have learn or do or see or encounter from now on is going to make you into somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's... It, and that's the... Right, the it's, it's definitely a weird thing, and it's something I, I've used the mm-hmm. example before. If, if I were to clone you, and this clone would have the same memories, same everything, you know, and, and then you guys yeah. were to be separated, how different you would be, like how, like, you come back in five years, you wouldn't even be the same close to anything, no. you would, you might not even, you know, your fashion would change, everything would change, so I, I loved... I love that episode because it brought that that element into it, the fact that John Smith felt he was not. Because then once once the 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 watch was opened, that part that that all those memories and everything. He died. Well, it died, but it was also still him. Like it was still inside of yeah. the doctor. Like he he remembered them, but John Smith was. To him, a completely different identity, his own person, and then he died, like, and became the Doctor, right. basically. They also, you like, know? talk about so. that when, you know, the Tenth Doctor regenerates. He, you know, he says the line mm-hmm. along, you know, yeah, it feels, regeneration feels like death. Because some other... Because who I am, person, With all my off. memories and all my things and just, you know, goes on, so every, you know, the, the, the me part is gone. So I, I... Yeah. and uh, the last little one I had on there, I'll throw that out there real quick. Was the uh, emoji bots? As scary? Yeah, dude. Because you can't have any emotion around them okay. at all. I yeah, and like I did not think Smile was that great of an episode. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a good episode at mm-hmm. all. But uh, I mean, it had some parts that were cool. But to me, if I was in that moment and you're not allowed to express any type of yeah, that would be scary. Yeah. Like, how do you? How can you be scared and try not to be scared? You know what I mean? Emote, like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, how do you do that? It's like you, you know, someone you just watched a friend get, you know, ripped apart. Yeah. And then you have to just keep smiling, smiling. to make sure that it yeah. doesn't happen oh, to you. That is a scary element. I think the the downside to that episode was the fact a that the emoji bots did not look scary. No, they did not. Oh my goodness! Even with they the little skulls on their eyes or whatever, yeah, it was dumb. Yeah, they look kind of dumb. And I think the other part of that episode was that you know they the problem was kind of solved easily, and that mm-hmm. it just kind of was not. It just didn't seem super threatening to me, but I, again, I agree with you that being in that situation would Scenario. be incredibly terrifying. It'd be awful, yeah. But yeah, that's all. That's all I had in terms of like the scariest, stupidest, and scariest episodes. You know, I yeah. Mean, it's, there's a, there can definitely be, um, you know, a lot of you know, fear and stuff like that in Doctor Who. Scary things, you know, because mm-hmm. you know it's Halloween, so let's talk about it all. But. And which, that's why you know why we brought this episode to light, and that just kind of have something different to talk about because you know, like you said before, we had a kind of a touchy subject last week, right? So, but in terms of watching it, and that's why I had to you know preface that this stuff I chose on my list, and you might not agree, other people might not agree, 
is based on what it would be like if I was in that scenario because right. watching the episode, there hasn't been an episode really that scared me other than maybe one or two kind of been like, holy shit. But yeah, but like I said, just, you don't get that. The show isn't trying, it's not trying to be American Horror Story or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, you know, we, like I said, we've been desensitized. The show's is still scary to children. I like I've said it, it, in it. Yeah. The show is more thrilling. I really think about that. You're right. The show yeah. is more thrilling than than scary, and but and the con the the concepts of it are scary. And I th- I'm, yeah, and that's the big thing that I wanted people to take away is the concepts are the the scary mm-hmm. part. Like if you are thrown into this scenario, that's what makes it scary. Not the episode kind of itself, but the the premise, the idea right. behind it. I think Doctor Who, hopefully Series Eleven, will have some some terrifying new monsters in it. Well, who knows? Yeah, let's get something new. Yeah, or uh, get something that's an old monster maybe we haven't seen in a while that you put a new spin on maybe. I think it'd be um, cool to have the you know just the something like that. Vashta Narada back because they haven't touched on that. They haven't That'd touched on that cool. at all since that episode. Yeah, have the. Yeah, have the Vashra Narada come back. Um, I definitely don't want to see the Zygons again. Yeah, they weren't that like scary. They were back in uh, classic Doctor They're not. The, the scary premise is that they can be anyone. Yeah. Um, but if you think about it, they still are on the planet Earth because yeah, the, of that whole the, thing. But none right. of them know who they are. Yeah, so it's Doctor Who. It, it isn't the spookiest show on television, but it does have some spooky concepts. So... Hopefully, we will, like I said, see some more of that coming in the future. Absolutely, I hope so. That's going to do it for this week's episode of GBS. This is Jace. And this is Sean. And we are hopping in our TARDISes, and we will catch you guys next week. Bye.